Are you able to be yourself, overcomer? Do you truly feel like you can let loose and be you, even if just for a little while or in certain environments or around certain people? One of my biggest goals in life is to become more and more comfortable being me in all places, spaces, and relationships. I find that some of this increased comfortability with being me comes naturally with age, but it also takes intentional work. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining our identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities one drawing or painting at a time because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. There is a musician named Andre 3000 who is best known for his work as a rap artist in the group Outkast in the 90s. Now, I'm not too much of a rap fan, so I had never paid that much attention to him or to Outkast. Then, um, within this past couple of weeks, I started seeing a lot of Instagram posts talking about how Andre 3000 of Outkast has finally put out a new album, but it's apparently not what anyone was hoping for or had asked for from him. In recent years, he started playing a flute. Now, I know about just as much about flute music as I do about rap music, so I can't even tell you exactly what type of flute he plays or anything, but I have seen a couple of video clips of Andre talking about this transition. He has recently started his own clothing line and also released this instrumental flute album. And he says that at age 48, he has run out of things to rap about, or maybe the things he would talk about, like wouldn't, wouldn't be relevant or people wouldn't be interested, right? And he just found that he didn't, he just didn't have anything else to say in the genre of, of rap music. And in these video clips, I see him wearing like a, a funny little pair of overalls from his fashion collection and a pair of artsy looking glasses. And he appears to be fully himself. He's an incredibly famous rap artist who has been quiet for years now, apparently in the sense of not releasing any music. And then when he finally does, it's in these fitted striped denim overalls playing a flute. <laughs> he knew he couldn't give people what they wanted, but he knew he could give them what was in his heart and in his spirit. I won't necessarily recommend his new album to you because I don't know if it's good flute music or not. And some of his very long and interesting song titles might be offensive to you depending on how you take them. That said, I did download the album on my Apple Music the other day because I just have so much respect for him as a creative individual who has stood up and said, hey, this is me, take it or leave it. You know, I love um, following and listening to people who are just unapologetically themselves, who are authentic. And in one of the um, one of those video clips I mentioned that I heard, he he literally said, "I'm forty. He said, "I'm forty eight years old. I don't be knowing what to talk about in a rap, you know." And he also said, sometimes it feels inauthentic for him to rap 
because at his age, the topics that he would talk about don't seem a good fit for a rap song. Like I said, he said, <laughs> he said in one of the clips, like, what would I talk about? Like, I got to get a colonoscopy or my eyesight is going bad. And <laughs> my goal is I want to connect, he said, and I'm not talking about anything that I can't connect with. So he didn't want to be fake. He wants to be authentic to who he is. He said, I only work based on feeling. So if it, if it felt right and he doesn't care, you know, what other people think as long as it feels right to him. And he said, that's how he'd always functioned as a rap artist too. And then that started feeling inauthentic to him. So now he's functioning like that on his new creative journey, playing his flute music and designing um, a line of clothing apparently. So the other day I chose to listen to his album while I was working on a painting and this painting um, has been in process for a while, still still in progress. And I thought his music would be appropriate because I've been thinking about a lot about this concept of showing up as my authentic self. I also thought, you know, I was just in the mood for some sort of calming instrumental music. Um, and I, I want to refer you back to, um, if you haven't listened to episode 62 of this podcast, it's called Are You Being Authentic? and you're interested in this topic, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. You know, I really have been pondering this, um, this topic of authenticity lately. So I've been practicing unapologetically stepping into my artist self as part of this, whatever that looks like. So releasing my book, making crazy, weird, and expressive visual art, sometimes literally crayon scribbles, and I'm sharing it fairly unfiltered on this podcast and even the work I'm committed to doing as an art therapist and coach, you know, it's a bit of a career of my own making, the specific way that I've chosen to do it. These are all ways I am showing up as my authentic self, doing what I want to do, all in different sort of creative avenues. So with this painting the other day, I consciously made a decision to approach it with sort of an Andre 3000 attitude, if you will, with a confidence that I can step out into the world and be creative and be myself and be messy if I need to be and be put together if I want to. But either way, it's all authentically me and where I feel called to go as an artist, writer, and creative in general. So I was approaching this painting just with, with that attitude, just with the thought and the intention of, of being me. Now this painting already had bunches of layers on it. It's on a it's on a canvas that's about I want to say like maybe two feet wide and three feet tall. Um, and I have three of them that I've been working on simultaneously that are this same size. One of them I recently finished or just reached a stopping point at. I feel like I'm never finished, but I just called it finished at least for now. And it's actually hanging in a um a group gallery exhibit right now. And then this was the next one that I wanted to work on or continue working on in this series. I hadn't put as much work into this one, obviously, as the, the one that I have now deemed finished. Um, but there were already layers on it of I had drawn done some drawing with like oil pastel in the very beginning, um, and then layers of acrylic paint. I um, some of the layers were like paint drips where I thinned down the acrylic paint and sort of like poured it on top of the canvas and moved the canvas around to let those drip marks naturally occur. Then I had started to go back into it 
with a black paint pen and trace over some of those drippy paint lines and blotches. I often engage in, in that kind of tracing in my artwork. I think of it as like first a big release of emotion, of this uncensored emotional expression, followed by then reining that in with the lines. Um, again, that emotional release, and then and then followed by, I think of it as sort of a healthy sense of control, reining that in. I have also used um, some dark paint, like a very dark purple that looks almost black, to blot out some areas of the chaotic emotion to totally cover those up. I did that mostly on the right and left sides of the painting. If you're looking at it um, where it's standing up vertically, that's the orientation I've been working um, on it in. And in the middle, it's kind of a mishmash of a lot of different colors, but it's sort of muted and, and drab at the same time. There's some red in the middle and some like red and yellow, maybe a little orange um, towards the bottom. And again, I said it's it's very much still a work in progress, but the other day while I worked on it and listened to the flute music um, with the, the tracks with the interesting titles, I felt calm and in control. I felt like me and I felt freedom to do whatever I wanted to on that canvas with that already had so many crazy layers and colors and shapes. I could make it beautiful or ugly, light or dark, big marks or small, and there was no wrong answer, right? It was just up to me. I was safe being me. I always say that in art therapy, the artwork serves as a safe container to express whatever emotions and thoughts need to come out. And I think that's really true no matter when and how we engage in the creative process, whether it's in art, an art therapy session or elsewhere. So this painting really is serving as a safe container for me to explore just what it feels like to make my own choices. And after I reached sort of a stopping point in the painting, I sat down to write in response to what I saw. I imagine that I'll be doing this again throughout the work on this painting, or at the very least, um, once I come to more of a, a total stopping point when I think it's finished. But I stopped at this point to write down in response to, or to write, sorry, in response to what where it is now, and and to really reflect on what I had experienced while working on it. So those emotions associated with just freely being myself. As a reminder, this is always a process of free association writing, where I write whatever comes to my mind, no editing or judgment. And on this day, I started out speaking from the perspective of the painting. So I was allowing it to have its own voice first. And then I consciously switched back and forth between my conscious sense of self and the painting, aka what was coming up from my subconscious as I stayed open and allowed whatever inner parts of myself that needed to be heard to speak loud and clear. Um, also, as a reminder, you can see an image or two of this painting by heading to um, either my Instagram page at Jennifer Ann Kramer, and with an E, Kramer with a K, or at the Art That Overcomes Instagram page. Also, if you're on my email list, check your inbox. You you should have received an email the day this podcast episode aired that included a photo of the artwork as well. And you can find links to access all of that at the link in the podcast description. So again, I started out by listening, if you will, to the painting, um, who was observing herself. So I'm going to start reading what I wrote now. And this was the, the painting speaking or my subconscious and talking about the painting. So I wrote, 
She's like a rocket ship, so tall and strong. With that fire underneath her, so that's referencing some yellow and red at the bottom. With that fire underneath her and a complex shape above, a complex body, form, shape, her. All she's meant to be, pent up and confused in there, but strong. And I wrote strong in capital letters. Strong, beautiful. So beautiful because of her complexity. The lines zigzag up and down and sideways, always flowing and moving and shifting, away and open and up. She is free to change, to evolve, to layer up and pare down, scrape away and skate by, to go and come and linger and go again. She is moving. Then I stopped and switched kind of back to my conscious self. I was kind of just reached a stopping point. And so I thought I'll ask a question. So I asked, where is she going? You know, there were all these words associated with movement. So I said, where is she going? And then I looked at the painting and I wrote down what came to mind. And what it told me was deeper, deeper beneath the layers, more deeply into herself, not necessarily up and away and off this canvas to a different place. She doesn't have to go away. She can stay here and still move and linger and discover because the answers are here inside her. So then I was curious about something else, about a part in the middle where there is um, some red paint. And really, um, I forgot to mention this a minute ago, there, from one of the underneath layers, I had done some finger painting. So there was actually like some black sort of finger marks. And I don't know if that's evident now, but it's evident to me because I remember making the marks. But it's these black lines that were my finger marks, and then there's red behind that. So that's still visible in the middle of the canvas. So then I asked a question about that. I said, what is that red part, the red part in the middle? And the answer that came to me was, it hurts. And it's covered a little, protected, but also safe to be seen and exposed. She's free in there, you know. <laughs> She's free to show all of herself and be all of herself. Look at her colors, exclamation point. So varied and bright, but also subdued and all are okay and accepted. And so I've referenced before for you guys, I'm just gonna pause again here and say that um, the color red often represents some sort of hurt or pain from a younger part of myself in my artwork. So I didn't dig too deep into that today, but, but I asked about the red part and it told me, you know, it hurts, but, but again, it's, it's protected, it's covered a little, um, it's safe to be exposed a little and also be protected. Then I asked another question, how can I care for her even better? And the answer was keep going, keep focusing on the wound in the sense that you're still looking, inquiring, not looking away. Be there, be here, let her know it's okay. Then I reflected some more, kind of more consciously looking at everything and thinking about what was coming up. And I reflected, it's okay to hurt. I said, I see you there, here. So I'm kind of talking to that wounded part, again, from more of a conscious present state. I said, I'm proud of you for voicing your pain. So I intentionally decided to tell this other part of myself, I'm proud of you. I said, it's all a part of you, acknowledging the whole truth, the whole and authentic you. 
I will choose to embellish that part of the picture, the hurt. Give it the attention it deserves. Is that okay? And the answer that came was, yes, it feels right. Not dark, not too much. So not too much to focus on it. Like it, it didn't feel negative to focus on the hurt. It just felt okay. And I said that yellow fire at the bottom gives warmth and light. Use that too. So then I was curious about that. Like why was my mind drawn to that warmth and light, the yellow at the bottom? Um, so I answered back. I said, I will. I'll use that. And I said, where did the yellow come from? Like I'm curious, you know, why, why is the yellow kind of coming to the forefront of my, my mind right now. And I said, God, question mark, where did the yellow come from, God? And that's because yellow often can symbolize kind of the presence of God in my life when it comes up in my art. So I was asking, you know, is that what this is? And the answer that came was yes, but more specifically, it's the light in you, God's light in you that becomes your own shine. And I wrote the, the words in you each time in capital letters and then shine in capital letters. That felt like it needed emphasis to me. Um, so yes, it was where that, that yellow in the picture is kind of God's presence, but it's really um, God's light shining through me. So this wasn't like a, um, it wasn't entirely like, oh, kind of a dismissive sort of, oh, God's got you, like rely on God or God's here. But it was like, no, you're here, you're present, all parts of you fully accounted for and safe. And God is here supporting you and shining through you. So I really loved that, that message there at the end. And as I said, I'm still working on this painting. It's not finished yet, but I'm I'm so glad that I stopped along the way to reflect and engage in this writing you know, it's safe to shine. That was an important message. It's safe to make choices that feel right for me. Um, last week, on last week's podcast episode, I had shared about um, it's safe to like feel happy. You know, it's safe to feel joy and feel feel good and to celebrate a win of publishing a book. Um, those are some reflections that came from um, dealing with an anniversary reaction and just taking some quiet time and space to feel my feelings. And then, you know, I'm still, I'm still reflecting on that in real time here with you all about this. Um, it's safe to shine. It's safe to be me. It's safe to, to have some, some positive feelings. Again, safe to make choices that feel right for me. And if I make a mistake, you know, that's okay too. I can always course correct. And no matter what, I'll be learning along the way. I said earlier how, you know, the creative process is a safe container for our feelings. And it's not only that, but it, it also holds so many metaphors for life. And I, I think about this constantly and I think it's so beautiful, you know, the layers, the choices, the spontaneous decisions and the planned ones, the perceived mistakes or failures, the lessons and the beauty, all of these things that we encounter within the creative process um, really symbolize these same sorts of decisions and experiences that we have um, in life outside of the canvas. I encourage you to give this a try, this process. Draw or paint or sculpt. Practice making choices that are all yours. And notice what it feels like to do you, if you will. Do your own thing. Be yourself. And if you're not sure who you are, then just start moving start making decisions and pay attention to what feels right. This is your permission. I'm giving you permission. Go shine. 
Now, before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. The Redefined Process is an online group coaching program where I teach you the same art and writing technique that has been so life-changing in my own recovery. It's how we connect our thinking brain and our feeling brain and access the thoughts, feelings, and limiting beliefs that need to be heard. The Redefined Process is included in my monthly Redefined membership along with much more. You're also gonna get access to live coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you, the option to schedule one-on-one coaching sessions with me if you need more support, and several additional courses too. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the podcast description to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. What choice do you make today? Where will you go? What will you see? Who will you be? Take a moment here with me now and breathe. Place your hand on your chest. Feel your heartbeat. Take one big breath in and let it out. And another. And another. What do you want? What do you want? Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Say it out loud right now. What is it? Big or small, you can choose. What choice do you make today? No one else's opinion matters. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer. Thank you.